It's 5 o'clock in pirate country, and it's time to get pumped up with the P-Man. and hit the road. 94.3 The Game is going to get you home and the P-Man's not holding back. Yes! Yes! Pirates win! Pirates win! Bring on the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. Holy mackerel! Oh my goodness! The flagship station of the ECU Pirates. All right, welcome in on this uh, Monday. Quite a week. A couple weeks before Christmas here. Uh, it's the P-Man with you, Ben B-Baby Byram, hey, producer ben. Hey, ben. Of, of the show. Jay Sunholder will be on today. Uh, big week for Cookie. Cookie's here. Chris Cook. Oh, Lord. What's up? Let me see. Ben, you got it or do I have it? Oh, no, I got it. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> I missed... I I missed the Christmas party this year. You missed out on a lit party. That's all. I heard it was pretty good. I heard it was pretty good. I had a lot of people tell me in the aftermath it was it was a quite the soiree. It, it, was, was, indeed, it was indeed quite the soiree. Okay. Ben the food uh, was great. Oh yeah, the food was like really Yeah, good. I heard the food was good this year and I heard uh I heard Cookie was kind of the hit of the party. Yeah, he was the life of the party for sure. <laughs> I'm not even just saying that like Everybody was loving Cookie. Okay, you can't good. blame him, right? Were you guys behaved? Because I mean, you were repping the brand. Were you? Were you behaved at the company Christmas party? That's the big. Oh, there was no party without us. Is yeah, all I'm going to say. Facts. Okay. Okay. Good. Good. Because I mean, you're representing the show. You're representing, you know, the, of course, the, the company. Of course. You're I representing think we represent the hashtag. Well. Yeah. Brand. Okay. Yeah. For How did Pilkington brand. do? Did Pilkington <laughs> for the brand? Did Pilkington do all right? He was in his element. You would, would you say so, Chris? Oh, yeah. He was hanging out. He was chilling. Yeah. Yeah. He had, he, gold he, chain on. He had a gold chain on. Okay. Yeah, he's got a nice chain. I'm not going to lie. Okay. Um, let this me ask you this. Thing. Yeah, it is. Did, um, did intern Dom go? Yeah, Dom was lit. With yeah. his girlfriend. Uh-huh. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. He won some money, too, right? Yeah, he probably won more than I did. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, because they have we have door at the at the IBX company Christmas party. They have these games that we play, and you can win fabulous prizes like door prizes. And it's, your it's boy, kind of a fun. Your boy won seventy dollars. Who's that? You cooking? Yes. There you go. Look at you. Good for you, buddy. Good for you. Have you socked it away? You've saved it for a rainy day. You've no, already I don't. I it. don't know if I'm gonna just add it to my funds or like make an event out of it. I don't know. Because it was an unexpected windfall, right? right? Yeah, and you and you you maybe want to take advantage of it. Let it right? ride. Yeah, you could, could. I uh, was Mississippi or no Mississippi at the at the. Not at the that party. I'm aware of. No, he told me he was going, but he didn't go, which I'm a little disappointed. He might have just got there. Yeah, yeah, he might have. <laughs> <laughs> Mississippi is is you know maybe not on time yeah. most of the time. Yeah, he, he so that is a good point. Yeah. He might have arrived late. Did you probably, guys ever consider that? He probably just texted money? me and he's like, where is everybody? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Well, I'm glad you guys had fun. I'm I'm sorry I could I had a, I had a prior engagement. I had a well, I, I understand I, I was. I was not there. The mayor was not there. The great John Moore, he was working. But yeah, he had to work. I felt bad. I should have brought him some food or something. Yeah, you guys should have brought him some food. You guys should have brought him some food. All right, well, uh, 
A lot happening over the weekend. It's kind of a crazy day yesterday. Pirates won in basketball. Ben, do we have a couple of the highlights from the radio network? These were some... Oh, I, I, let me say this before. Uh, we have Inside ECU Athletics, and Coach Houston will be on there tonight from Logan's Roadhouse. So if you're looking for something to do for uh, dinner tonight, head on out to Logan's there. Coach will be holding court. And we'll also have... Uh, I, I'm pretty excited about this. I think it's great. Uh, Coach Houston there, 6 o'clock tonight right here on 94.3 The Game. That'll be a lot of fun. All right, uh, Ben, two great highlights from yesterday's Pirate win. Uh, Ezra Ozar with a huge day, monster day, 18 points matching his career high, 9 of 12 from the floor, double doubles for Brandon Johnson and uh, Javon Small as well. Uh, can we play the Ozar, the Ozar dunk, Ben? Because this was a heck of a play here. Pirates lead by three, 48-45. Lob pass comes out. Ozar, the steal in half court. Takes it to the hole and jams it with two hands. Not only did he steal it out near midcourt, but he dribbled it behind his back and then took it down and, and dunked it home. He's He's so talented. I mean, that, that was the guy you knew when he committed, like, this guy's going to be a big deal, but now that's coming together, he's developing right before our eyes. It's, it's fun to watch. One of my favorite players to watch right now. He's on social media a lot, too, Ben. He's got a fan club, which I love, because whenever we yeah. tweet something about Ezra, like, his whole fan club gets in on it and likes and retweets it, and I appreciate that. We need to get Osar on, the, if they'll let us talk to him, we need to get him on the show. It'd be Abs- great to absolutely. have him. Absolutely. Ezra's, Ezra's cool. Ezra's and then, a lot of fun. Jaden Walker had this amazing dunk um, with, uh, well, about two and a half minutes later, he uh, he took this and hammered it down. 9.27 to play in the game. Javon takes it to the right wing. Cross court goes to Walker. Walker attack. One-hand jam by wow. Walker. Big time slam. I mean, that was, he threw down the hammer on that. That was pretty impressive. Did you see that one, Ben, or were you? that? See, that was one I did miss. I did see the Ezra one. I missed that one because I was too busy with the radio stuff. But uh, it's pretty. I, I didn't realize how good Coppin State was coming into this game. I mean, apparently they're picked either first or second in the MEAC this year, and they had well, a they were picked, last year. Yeah, they were picked middle of the pack. Coppin, uh, which is up from where they have been. Coppin, uh, coached by Juan Dixon, who that name's familiar led Maryland to a national title 21 seasons. Apparently ago. he's on one of the housewife shows too. He is. I don't know which one he's on. It's one, one Potomac. that Jill does not watch. Oh, Potomac. Jill yeah. does not watch Potomac. Well, there's She's like not a fan of, of Potomac. They're there. And she watches 59 other ones, but Potomac is not the one, not a fan of married to medicine either. Oh, okay. Yeah. That doesn't sound very good either. That looks intriguing when you see the, the highlights or the promos. We don't know Below Deck's the best one. If you're going to watch a Housewife show, you're gonna watch, show uh, that's the If one. you're going to watch Bravo, it's Below Deck. Uh, before it got a little too <sighs> out there. Well, now they got the spinoff shows coming about, and then that's when you know, all right, well, this is getting No, the one that I thought was good, I, I like Southern Charm because for a little bit. That was just a but, lot of drama. I do like that one as well. Yeah, but then they they've kind of uh, they've had some issues, some legitimate issues to get upset about away from the oh okay. show, and then they've also got what's a good way to say this? They've gotten political. Let's just say that. Ah, uh, okay. 
And that just, I mean, silly. It's just, it, it, so I, I had no more time for that. I don't need my mindless entertainment to get political and preachy. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, especially when it's not a legitimate reason to be get political. Well, yeah, these you know? are not smart ladies that are on these shows anyway. Well, the, the Southern Charm had the fellas too, and they're not real bright either. Yeah, they're pretty dumb. Did I tell you that one of the Southern Charm people went to uh, a comedy club up in Raleigh, and Jill went? Did I tell you that? Was he funny? I don't know. She, it was, you know, she and some of her girlfriends went. That's See, all I know. They all talk like Forrest Gump on that show, so I can imagine <laughs> it might be funny. Jim Zoki, a big fan of Below Deck, by the way. Zoke, uh, it's something he'll he says he'll put on just to watch. Mindless, it's mindless entertainment. He was great on the is. Panthers call yesterday. I listened to a little bit of that. You know, I great. listened to that on the after the game, after the basketball game, uh, driving uh, home, and I, I listened to a little bit of it on. 103.7, and uh, Zoke was funny yesterday. I didn't really realize good. that same the Seahawk was not the Seahawks mascot's name. He just made that up. It's Blitz, apparently, but he says we should call him Sammy the Seahawk. <laughs> and I just assumed that was the name of the Seahawks well, mascot. That's the UNCW mascot, is oh, Sammy okay, the okay. Seahawk. I, I didn't that's know where, that. yeah. That's where Zoke got it from. Um, No, so that was the deal yesterday, uh, but, but Sam Sessoms, is Ooh. a legit baller. He is good. And could play any and has played anywhere in the country, but he could play anywhere in the country. Coppin got a, and I mean, like he's gets other guys involved. He could shoot it 30 times a game if he was just worried about playing me ball, but he is, he was really good and very smooth and got like 20 and it was, he was, they, they have good guards and yeah, you have good guards. A little surprised to see, uh, we'll have more of some of the uh, post game comments from, uh, Ezra Ozar uh, and uh, Javon Small, Coach Swartz, coming up. Cookie, you were at the game. Do you have anything to add to this dialogue? Uh, the, or? the dunks that you both showed were really crazy, but there was even one more at the very end. It was almost like icing on the cake. That wasn't like just as good of a dunk, I think. I think it was uh, also Javon Small or Jaden Walker. See, Ben, remember like the impression of you you called Country Elmo? Yeah. Are, are you saying this is Chris right now? Chris is like a country bumpkin watching basketball. Like the dunk at the end was not a good. I mean, it's just a dunk. <laughs> okay. These other two dunks were awesome. And, and Cookie likes the, but Cookie would, Cookie would go to a game and he just likes the dunks. Well, Cookie, right? was, Cookie just woke up. What? He woke uh, up after the first two, and then he was like, "Oh, okay. there's a dunk." I'm giving Cookie a very hard time. Cookie, by the way, is graduating Friday, so congratulations, Cookie. We're Thank very you. I appreciate that. I'm very proud of you, Cookie. For, Thank uh, you. Get the parking figured out. You got to get the parking annoyance. figured out. That is yeah. a huge annoyance. You should, you and it's, it, it's, the all, it's all indoors. Is that right, Cookie? Yeah, it's all indoors. Okay. So you don't have to worry about the elements. That's what that's when you graduate in the spring. That's the big issue or the elements. But you're you, if you're indoors, you'll be fine. How do they do the tickets now, Cookie? Uh, you don't need tickets to the main ceremony because uh, they don't have a lot of fall graduates. But like the college specific uh, commencements, you need you get like six tickets per person. Are you doing both? I'm doing both. Yes. Okay. Good for you. Smart play there. Oh yeah, I want my name called out. Uh, you've put in the uh, time. You need to have your name called and out. And the right? money. And the money. See, time will be good enough for him because he's got like six nicknames. So they're <laughs> not going to say him. So that's going to bother him. Yeah. <laughs> are they going to give you, are they going to call you uh, DJ C squared, Chris Cookie Cook? They, they should, but Lord uh, Chris, he's going to take the mic. He's like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> like Fandango. He's like, no, no, no. We're going to say this over again. 
But wait a minute. He is retired from pro wrestling, as you broke that major story on, what was it, Friday, Ben? Major broke that on the, the social <laughs> media pages. I did, yeah. I just oh, decided. There was, the, there was plenty broken on the social media pages. Oh, yeah. Week, we oh, didn't yeah. need to be broken on there. Bad timing, Ben. Bad timing with that uh, remark. Uh, <laughs> everybody got silent <laughs> on that. That's scary. <laughs> scary i don't like it at all eh, no i don't i don't care for it myself um all right we'll grab a break uh probably won't do a ticket giveaway today oh i tell you a couple other things i wanted to uh, ken niamatololo from navy was uh essentially fired from that job for navy football does that surprise you <sighs> no but i i don't think it doesn't mean i think it was the right move i i, I don't I, think so either yeah it was not the right move but it was not that had not felt good the last couple of years. Now they had beaten, you know, ECU and a close game there at Annapolis last year. The Pirates won, and then they beaten ECU this year. But they just they had a real hard time after COVID because they had so many people leave, and it's not like you can. So their team was like all freshmen and sophomore, and so I think they really got harmed badly because they can't go to the portal and bring guys in. It's just not how it works there. And there's no NIL money. I mean, you know, people say, oh, there's no NIL money at insert college here. There's none there. It's like there. it's not a, you, you don't do it. This is dry. Yeah, there's absolutely nothing. You get ready for the service. Right. So, I mean, I I, I do think it is a we're going to talk to Sonny about it. I do think it's it, it, it's not a wise move, but he also has lost to Army five out of the last seven years. I, I'll say this. I think people underestimate how hard it is to coach those service academies. It takes a special guy or a, or a certain type of coach to coach those certain um, programs there. And I, 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 I hope they have a good backup plan because you need one when it comes to those type of uh, type of schools like I just Navy, hope they have Army. A plan. Yeah, I just hope they have a plan. I mean, it, it, we saw it with Army. It can get away from you in a hurry. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, – now, I think the Navy job is a little healthier than the Army was when Jeff Munkin took over. But uh, it's interesting. It'd be interesting to see. Uh, and then, obviously, uh, concerning news, Mississippi State's Mike Leach, still in critical condition as of a report uh, midday today. Uh, apparently, he was battling pneumonia towards the end of the football season. Ooh, I love and, Mike Leach. That, that hurts. Yeah. Uh, and... He had to be airlifted to, I guess, the hospital in Oxford where Ole Miss is. So uh, there are reports, I mean, from news organizations saying that he'd suffered a massive heart attack in his home and didn't get medical attention for 10 or 15 minutes. Uh, medical personnel, and this is a Fox News article I'm reading from, medical personnel arrived, reportedly used a defibrillator machine that shocked his heart back to normal rhythm. Uh Newspaper there reporting the situation is dire and that the coach may have suffered seizures and potential brain damage due to the incident. So it's it's a very touch-and-go situation right now. Uh, the school has not uh, released anything. or actually did on Twitter about an hour ago. Uh, just kind of really no update providing an update on Mike Leach there. But that's, that's a sad situation. We hope uh, Coach Leach uh, is able to get through that. Oh, I deleted the wrong thing here. Uh, I, we'll get to that in the pirate report. I'll come back. I'll, I'll pull that back up, and then we'll we'll do that. Uh, Coastal Carolina had some news today on a couple of fronts, so we'll do that, and uh, we'll do a pirate report when we uh, come back. So uh, 
Stay with us. More of the Monday edition of the Patrick Johnson Show is coming up. Miss a moment. Remember, there will be a test. You can log on to the brand new 943thegame.com for the podcast of the PJ Show. Plus, what's going on with sports in Pitt County and around the globe. And the latest on the ECU Pirates. Log on today. The brand new 943thegame.com. You are dismissed. Tweet at us. Hey, you want to see our tweets? That's creeping me out. Follow us on Twitter for breaking sports news and what's going on around the Pirate Nation. We need you guys on Twitter. Twitter. It's 943 The Game on Twitter. It's one of the all-time great Christmas tunes, isn't it, Ben? Oh, it's one of my favorites. Right up there with Bing Crosby. White Christmas. Uh, do you like Bing Crosby? Yeah, it's fine. I'm an Andy I mean, Williams I, guy. More, more myself. Ah, uh, the Andy Williams song is good. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Uh, let's see here. We have uh, some news out of Coastal Carolina's camp today. Uh, Jay Sunholder. Next segment, he's going to be calling the uh, bowl game for uh, the national radio broadcast. So we'll give you the deets on that. As Sonny will join us here on the show. Uh, the uh, quarterback for. Uh, Coastal Grayson McCall has entered the transfer portal, but is going to play in the Birmingham Bowl. Now, you might be saying, wait a minute, why is the guy going to play in the bowl game if he's announced his intentions to transfer? Because Coastal's backup quarterback got arrested. He's accused of slamming a woman on the sidewalk after she refused his sexual advances. Oh, my God. Dateline, Horry County. Coastal Carolina University backup quarterback Bryce Carpenter arrested early Sunday morning after a woman accused him of slamming her on the ground after she refused his sexual advances. According to police, Carpenter arrested and charged with third-degree assault and battery, according to online booking records released from the uh, local detention center there on $2,500 bond. Carpenter was 23, has also been suspended from the football team pending the outcome of the investigation. So he's 23 which means he ought to know better. Well, he ought to know better anyway, but geez, Louise. See, Grayson, I didn't know about that story. Grayson was making it seem like he was doing something admirable, and he's like, he was saying, we have unfinished business here, and I got to take care of it. I didn't realize the context. No, they don't have anybody yeah. else in the yeah. I didn't realize to, that was a real story game. behind it. Yeah, come on, yeah. Grayson. But see, now Grayson McCall can look heroic. Yeah, Absolutely. And he's a good quarterback. Let's not. He is only two interceptions on the year. I, I found out. Yeah, you know he's had some injuries, what have you. But um, that's uh, some tough news there. Tough news for uh, for Coastal. Some issues. A lot of issues in the program going on around the bowl game right now. All right, let's do today's uh, pirate report. Now, Patrick Johnson with today's Pirate Report on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. All right, uh, Pirates winning basketball yesterday over Coppin State and uh, Mike Swartz speaking to the media after the game. 
Ton of respect for Coach Dixon. Ton of respect for Coppin State as a program. You know, I've just I've watched them from afar for a long time. I've watched what Coach Dixon has done there. I remember when they won in the NCAA tournament. I just I, you know, really good program. Uh, great head coach and, and a team full of tough kids and tough players. And Sesums obviously is a dynamic player, and we knew that'd be a challenge. So, uh, you know, that being said, obviously glad that we were able to find a way to, to kind of turn the table a little bit in the second half and find a way to be better on both sides of the basketball and, and, and finish the game with a win. Uh, coach says uh, he gives Coppin State a lot of credit for their performance. You know, I thought we got off to a good start, both sides of the basketball, offense and defense. I thought they made a nice adjustment. They spaced the floor, and they really started trying to put pressure on us driving the basketball, and they've got some dynamic drivers, and they played out of the middle ball screen and really just tried to get us in rotations. Some of it was poor execution by us. Most of it was pretty dynamic guard play and and, and shot making by them, and I give them a lot of credit. Uh, more from Coach Swartz, uh, who talked about his team's halftime adjustments. Well, the biggest thing defensively was I, we had to keep them out of the paint. We did that with more switching defense. You know, we had to get out there because, again, we couldn't even get ourselves in any kind of rotation to start the possession. So that was one. So when that happened, we said when we get stops, we're going to be able to run a little bit more. And when you can, you know, anytime they got dynamic guards on offense, that means they got versatile dynamic guards on defense. They were switching. They were running their matchup zone. So when we got stops, we were able to get out and run. And then the last thing that we talked about in halftime outside of the defensive adjustments was the way they were playing, denying, switching to deny. We had to put pressure on the paint. Didn't just mean driving the ball only. It meant post touches. It meant multiple off-ball cuts. We got a few of those. We got a few back cuts. And then if they are going to pressure and they're going to try and keep us on a sideline, you have to go straight line drive downhill. You have to go and be ready to make a play. And, I mean, Jaden Walker's example was as good as any about, you know, trying to execute that. All right, Pirates uh, with the victory 84-75 yesterday over Coppin State to get their seventh win. Uh, uh, Winston Tabs was under the weather, didn't play because he was sick, so I don't think we need to visit that. Uh, let's go to cut five here. Uh, Swartz on having a uh, guard-dominated rotation. I mean, I think the rotation shrunk a little bit the last couple games, and, and it was probably going to happen, but game to game, you just don't know. Like, we didn't know we wouldn't have tabs till really, you know, last night, and, you know, you kind of make the adjustment. And, and Saxby Sunderland has been fantastic in practice every day. So he has earned an ability and earned an opportunity, I should say, uh, to gain. And Saxby gave us great minutes, energy, defense. You know, he gives the coaches confidence when he's in there. Uh, you know, Quinton hit a little bit of a lull in his playing time the last few games. But you look at Quinton, comes in the game, uh, you know, so much respect to have that ability. To, he's frustrated he's not playing, I'm sure, but he makes big free throws. So, you know, I think we're at the uh, the point in this with this team that – I don't know if every game it's going to look the same. I think that's kind of the sign of a younger team or a less experienced team. Coach Schwartz says he is looking for players to have good minutes, especially uh, if they are maybe out there for shorter periods of time. And when someone can come in and give you good minutes in a short span, that really makes a coach proud because they didn't sulk or didn't get down on themselves from not playing the last couple games. They came in and did the job for, for two or three minutes at a time. Ben, I thought Luigi gave him really good energy. I mean, I think Luigi's a great example of that yesterday. 
Yeah, I thought that was great, especially when Luigi didn't play the last two games, but he showed that he's a veteran. He's got that veteran presence coming off the bench and providing a spark, and he's done that in the past for us. Um, it was good to see. I like Luigi. Luigi's a leader in that locker room, clearly. All right. Uh, Coach Schwartz says he wants a consistent 40 minutes. I just want to see, regardless, win, lose, draw, whatever the result is, we have to get it where, where 40 minutes we play the way that we practice every day. And he says it's good to win a game when you don't play your absolute best. We should have a standard of what our identity is on both sides of the ball. And shooting the three ball will never count as playing a perfect game or not because we could play a great offensive game and make zero threes just the way basketball karma is. So um, it, it is good to win a game when you don't play your absolute best, but I'm not sure we have yet this season either. Javon Small says yesterday's game was about how the team uh, has spent together time off the court. Uh, but I want to say for the most part, I just think it's about, you know, how much time we spend together on and off the court for the most part. Uh, he had uh, 21 points and, or 20 points and 10 assists yesterday. Uh, Small says the Pirates uh, took control of the game in the second half. Cut 12. Defensive, defensive intensity. Uh, make sure everybody's on the same page to stop their scores. Uh, number three, number four, I believe. So once we all connected on the same page to stop them, you know, game fell into our hands. You know, we just took control of the game. And he had the 10 assists. He says he likes to be a distributor more so than a scorer. I'm a, really a pass first point guard, in my opinion. I like, uh, you know, everybody likes scoring the ball, but my real joy is whenever I see somebody else score or whenever I see Jaden Walker dunk on somebody or Ezra dunk on somebody. Ezra Ozar says that uh, he took advantage of his playing time yesterday, the opportunity to get out there as he was 9 of 12 from the uh, floor, finished with a uh, career-high tying 18. Um, definitely excited feeling. I just took advantage of the opportunity that I had out there. You know, we all came to, you know, one accord, same chemistry. So we just went on the run, definitely. He says he trusts the guards to play aggressive. Um, nah, definitely. We definitely need to be aware, but we also trust our guards to be as aggressive or more aggressive to, you know, guard and stay in front of their man. But definitely on drives, you know, you know, a uh, guard who's coming to drive and a tough one, a uh, strong one, you just wall up and hopefully he just contests the shot. <laughs> he had a great block too uh, in the in that game uh, in the first half. Uh, Ozar says he's getting more comfortable. Definitely feeling myself getting more comfortable. Uh, taking criticism from all my coaches and teammates has definitely helped me elevate my game. Uh, I'm just in the grind. I'm just trying to get better every day, every time I touch the floor and staying uh, practicing good habits. All right, so the Pirates will be back on the floor again on Saturday as they will uh, play University of South Carolina in Greenville, South Carolina on a neutral floor. Uh, 2 o'clock tip, 1.30 network airtime. Ben, you're going to be on at 1 or somebody else, or what's happening? Uh, it'll be me. Okay, Ben B. Baby Byron with some local coverage, 1 to one thirty that day. All right, uh, let's uh, grab a, a 94.3 The Game sports update. Speaking of Ben, and when we come back, uh, we'll have Jay Sonny Sonhalder join us talking some uh, football. So hang tight for that. It is uh, Sonny uh, with us next. But right now, here's Ben.
Thanks, Patrick. Pirate basketball gets their seventh win of the season after defeating Coppin State in Midgies Coliseum yesterday, 84-75. Javon Small got his first double-double of the season with 21 points, 10 assists, and 5 rebounds. Small, after the game, said he struggled in the first half defensively, but felt like he settled in later in the ballgame. Um, I feel like the first half, I kind of struggled defensively, uh, staying in front of my man and getting backdoored. So that was just my main focus the second half, was just trying not to let my man score or me be in the right positions. Pirates are back in action this Saturday as they take on South Carolina in Greenville, South Carolina. Tip-off for that game is set for 2 o'clock with live coverage beginning right here at 1.30 on the flagship station, the ECU Pirates, 94-3 the game. Ahead of the Birmingham Bowl, a couple tidbits coming from the Conway, South Carolina camp with Coastal Carolina. Starting quarterback Grayson McCall announced that he will hit the transfer portal. He has one year of eligibility left. McCall didn't make it clear he will play in the bowl game against the Pirates. That's probably mainly due to the fact that backup quarterback Bryce Carpenter was charged with third-degree sexual assault and battery after striking a woman after she denied his sexual advances on a sidewalk. Uh, so that's the latest on that. Bowl game set the, the kickoff on the 27th uh, later this month. Congratulations to the 2022 NCHSAA football champions who were crowned over the weekend. East Duplin stunned Reedsville 24 to 21 in the 2A championship to win it for the East, while Newburn had a historic game in the 4A football championship. Newburn upends Grimsley or Grimsley, excuse me, 40 to 28 behind 394 rushing yards, not even attempting a pass in that game. Congratulations to those teams. That's going to do it for your 94 through the game sports update. This 94 through the game sports update is brought to you by Team Boneyard, an NIL initiative directly supporting part student athletes. For more information on how to donate, go to teamboneyard.org. On the other side of this quick timeout, Jay Sunholder, he'll be on the call for the Birmingham Bowl. He joins Patrick Johnson the other side right here on the Patrick Johnson Show. And... Pirates. Oh, there. Panthers. Go, baby. Very good. The P-Man. Uh, put its pants. This is Eastern North Carolina's home for sports. 94.3 The Game. The flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Like us on Facebook for breaking sports stories and the latest from around the Pirate Nation. Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. That's 94.3 The Game's Facebook page. Like us and follow us there today. Bowl season starts this weekend, and it will roll into next week. In fact, a week from today, uh, down in Myrtle Beach for bowl season radio by first team. It'll be Jay Sonny Sunhalter, ECU football alum, IBX media alum. Uh, he is on the line with us here. He'll be uh, on the radio call nationally for the Myrtle Beach Bowl as East Carolina as uh, it'll be Marshall and UConn. How about that? Interesting matchup. We'll get some of uh, Sonny's thoughts on that and a lot more as uh, Jay Sonholder joins us uh, here on the Patrick Johnson Show. Sonny, how are you, buddy? I'm doing great, my brother. Everything's good my way. I hope you're doing well. Yeah, busy weekend for the Sundog, calling uh, the state championship uh, games against statewide. Uh, Sonny could not bring the East any luck, but uh, Newburn and... East Duplin winning state championships. Good for them. Uh, it looked like Northern Nash brought a ton of people to the game you did in Raleigh. Northern Nash and Tarboro. 
um, great support. I mean, the whole community came out, and I was impressed with both of their teams. I mean, they just it was a tough matchup with the, the teams in the West, Mount Airy, Indy, Lincoln had really good teams too. But they those the Tarboro and Northern Nash should be really proud of the seasons they had. All right, well, absolutely. Uh, Sonny Sunholder with us here. Uh, Jay, uh, a man about town, very busy, and uh, happy for him that he's going to be uh, calling the Myrtle Beach Bowl coming up uh, this uh, a week from today. In fact, so a week from now, Sonny will be uh, on the call there in uh, in Myrtle, more more like Conway, but in Myrtle Beach. All right, uh, we'll get into that game in a little bit. Pirates are going bowling against uh, Coastal Carolina. Speaking of Conway, and uh, that game will be played uh, on the twenty seventh, the Birmingham Bowl. Uh, sunny pirate season. What'd you, what'd you make of it? Well, I mean, I think for ECU for going into the bowl game, this is going to be a motivated team, but you know, during the year, I mean, seven wins, that's, that's really good. And an opportunity, a couple of those ball games are close losses. Yeah. I, I think there's a lot of confidence heading into this game and also the off season, just seeing the success that the team had this year, but also knowing how close a couple more victories were. And I think, you know, just each year they get better and better. And this year was another really good year. And I know that'll help them out going into next season. Jay Sunholder, ECU football alum, uh, college football analyst, ESPN+. Plus. Uh, he'll be on the call of the Myrtle Beach Bowl a week from today uh, on national radio. Sonny's with us here. Uh, you know, I, this didn't start in your era, um, but it, I think shortly thereafter kind of did. And this is the news that uh, guys, for example, Ryan Jones, deciding to pursue a career professionally. I want to get into your thoughts on on his ability to do that. But what do you make, though, of, of guys? It's, it's just not East Carolina. It's all over the board that aren't playing in, uh, you know, a situation where they're going to play in the bowl game. They're going to they're going to forego the bowl game. And it, it's just not these early bowls either. I mean, it's. It's all the way up to some of the, you know, the new New Year's Six Bowls, that sort of thing. Right. I mean, for me personally, I don't like it. I like when guys kind of finish finish what they started. And I think, too, you're never going to be able to get this experience back. And, I mean, what what's it for? Maybe three, three weeks extra of training? And I know that there's an injury risk. But, it, you know, it's, it's one thing if a guy's a top ten pick. But I, I just think I just think the old way was better, where everybody would finish it out. Um, that's the way I I like. And you know, if I was a player right now, I, I'd like to think that I would stay and finish out the season. But I, I do understand the draft stock and injury risk. But me personally, I, I like it the way it was, <laughs> the way it was in the good old days, where everybody stayed and, and finished it through, and they played in the bowl game. The good old days when Sonny uh, went out and finished his college career on a winning note in the. Uh bowl in Hawaii and yeah. and then got back and you waited on your family to get back from Hawaii for Christmas. Yeah. I mean, for me, like, it, you know, again, I wasn't drafted, but like that was the best week of my life and <laughs> the best experience, you know, your last ball game playing with your teammates and having that experience with your coaching staff. And I just think, you know, these guys are missing out on an experience um, that for me, you know, you cherish those memories. So, I, I think later on down the road, they're probably going to wish they would have played. Um, I just think now with the portal, the NIL, and then people skip a bowl game, it, the landscape has just completely changed. Jay Sunholder uh, joining us, Patrick Johnson Show. Uh, Sonny, uh, busy guy. He'll be uh, doing 
a bowl game on uh, radio. It'll be the Myrtle Beach Bowl. Uh, it'll be uh, Marshall and UConn. It'll be for uh, bowl season radio by first team, uh, part of uh, game day radio and uh, first team radio. So uh, Sonny will be on that uh, next uh, Monday, and we're, we'll ask him uh, some questions about the uh, game. Get a quick primer on uh, that as that was a possible bowl destination for the Pirates. Boy, it really is unfortunate ECU didn't make it because that would have been great if you'd been. Uh, able to call that. I know you got to do some pirate games this year. Uh, Ryan Jones, uh, what do you make? You you didn't get drafted, but you got into some camps out of ECU. Uh, what do you make of his uh, prospects as you guys play a similar position? Well, I think he's going to have a chance because of his ability to play tight end and the split out at wide receiver play in the slot. They'll, they could even move him to fullback. Um, I mean, seeing him, I'm impressed with his talent, but also just his body type because he's exactly what the NFL is looking for is a tight end wide receiver. And, you know, he, he doesn't necessarily have to be an inline blocking tight end. They have the ability with, you know, these offensive coordinators to move these guys all around the field, just like he did at ECU. We saw him line up in different spots and that's what the NFL is looking for. So, you know, he, he's not going to be a first round pick, but I think he'll get drafted and he's going to be able to make an impact in the league because of what he can do and the way he can do things at different spots. We've got uh, Jay Sonhalder on the line with us here. Uh, Sonny Holton Aylers is uh, pretty banged up. Uh, you know, uh, the, the extent of, of all of those injuries, I don't think have, have been made public, but, you know, the broken finger has and uh, everybody he's referenced his shoulder and, and obviously it's provided some discomfort. There's some other injuries. Uh, as well, and I, and I know you've gotten some some insight uh, into that, and I'm, I'm not going to ask you to, to tell what you know because it's, again, not public and not our news to tell. But, I mean, he's he's played this entire season really uh, pretty badly banged up, and he, he's had a heck of a year. Uh, what, have you, what have you seen as the season has progressed from Holt Nailers that you've uh, liked? Well, I think for him, it's the toughness that he showed, the ability to be out there every play. I mean, it is so hard to play, to lead, and to produce when you're not at 100%. And, I mean, for him, there's vocal leadership, but also his actions is leadership. So I was just, you know, really, really pleased with what he did for the program, playing through pain and how he produced. I mean, there were ball games this year where you, you knew that he wasn't 100% and he was so accurate with the ball and you knew he was going through a lot, still running the ball too and taking shots and getting up. So I think, you know, he's been a guy that's been a pillar for the program and I know the team's going to miss him next year and, you know, we'll see what happens at a quarterback position. But I think knowing you've got a quarterback that's going to produce and he's going to be there every single week, that's a huge thing to have and, and it's also something they'll miss when he's gone. But he's got one more game and I think – He's going to go out and have a great ball game and, you know, having rest and, and the ability to prepare for Coastal Carolina. And anytime it's your last ball game, you're locked in and zeroed in even more and more focused. And I think he's going to go out there and light it up. You got a chance to uh, do the game between ECU and Navy for ESPN plus Ken Niamatololo uh, was uh, relieved of his duties as the head coach of uh, Navy. You know, they've lost five of seven to Army and not had a winning year since 2019. The COVID situation, it really hurt them. It's not a destination where they can rebuild in the portal. This was a very young program the last several years. And, uh, you know, he was there 15 as their all-time wins leader. And I know a guy you have a great deal of respect and admiration for. Yeah, I think it was a huge mistake. I can't believe they did it. I know the past couple of years they haven't won as much. 
But like when you talk to him and then talk to people around the Navy program, he's beloved and he's their coach. And 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 for them now making that move, you know, they're going to have to find somebody better. <laughs> and I think it's going to be hard to find somebody better than him. I just you look at those teams and Navy, they have the fight and you know they're disciplined and you know they're going to execute. But it's not like they're getting you know, five star, four star guys. I mean, they are. They don't have the ability for the transfer portal. You know, they're not getting the. You know, they don't have the ability to recruit everybody that these other schools do, and they make the most out of the the players they get. And I've just always been impressed with the teams Navy has, what he's been able to do as a leader of their program, and then also more than anything, the person he is off the field. I mean, just talking to him and, and prepar- preparing. For the ball game we did, I mean, he's he's just a great person, so humble, and somebody that you'd want to play for. You know, Jeff Munkin took over Army, and, and the Army situation was a lot more dire, I think, as far as a program and its fortunes. So Munkin's done a great job there. So obviously the right coach uh, can win at these places. It's tough, but the right coach can win. Um. Navy, in your mind, has to stick with that triple option. Does that limit their – or let me ask – let me just start there. Do you think in order for them – I mean, they've got to kind of stick with the triple option in your mind, yay or nay on that? Yeah. Yeah, I think they – I think they they don't have to, but I think that's probably the best right. course of action, and I think they will. Does that limit their options then? I think it, it – yeah, it limits it a lot. I, I think you kind of look at who runs that style and you got to look at FCS level you have to look at maybe fbs coaches that are under the you know coach ken tree under the paul johnson tree Mm -hmm. um you were telling me a little earlier uh one of the teams you've covered for plus over the years too has been kennesaw state they've run it over the years Uh, who's coaching there and do you think that's a a viable situation yeah brian bohannon is at kennesaw state and he he coached with paul johnson okay um and he he's I've worked with him on games before, and he's so impressive. Another great guy, and he built up Kennesaw State's program. First started, I believe, like in 2014. Like, and and they're a top 25 um, FCS school. And you know, prior to this year, I would have thought you know he'd be a shoe in for that Navy job if it ever came open. Now though, they're moving to, to Conference USA. So I don't know if he's going to necessarily want to leave because that's his program. I mean, he's built it up, but he's he would be the first person I'd call if I'm Navy. Uh, Jay Sonalder, he will be on the broadcast, Bull Season Radio, by first team on uh, Monday, a week from today, when the uh, the uh, UConn Huskies, Connecticut Huskies, take on uh, Marshall Thundering Herd in Myrtle Beach, Myrtle Beach Bowl. Uh, Sonny, quick primer on that game a week from today. Yeah, well, it's going to be a lot of fun. I think it's going to be high scoring. I think both offenses have the ability to put up points. I'm, I'm not sure how the defenses are going to fare, um, especially after the layoff. Usually that tends to, to help out the offense because you have more time to prepare, game plan, and the playbook's wide open. <laughs> and, and as far as the defenses, they, they're not able to hit you know quite as much. Um, but I've just been impressed with what UConn's been able to do with Jim Mora Jr. UConn was was down for a while and when Randy Edsel left the first time then came back it just hasn't been the same in about a decade and what he's been able to do getting to a bowl game this season has been I mean it's been amazing so I'd expect him in the next year or two to probably be up for other jobs 
in the future after they see what he's done at UConn. But I'm excited about the game. I think it's going to be a close ball game, and uh, and you know I'll be I'll be down there, you know, seeing UConn for the first time in person. I have a lot of experience with Marshall, you know, from the past when East Carolina played them. But I think it's going to be a fun matchup. Well, hey, uh, happy you're getting to do a bowl game, Sonny. Great stuff there. It was good to see you a few weeks ago uh, doing uh, one of the basketball games. You're a busy guy coming off the state championships this weekend. So, uh, I, hey, I'm just, uh, you know, a little old radio guy over here. I'm just excited yeah. that you uh, you took a few minutes to talk to us on our little radio clubhouse here. What, whatever. Hey. It's been so much fun watching you and Cy on the ESPN Plus broadcast for ECU basketball. You guys do a phenomenal job, and uh, the whole team, the whole team, everybody, everybody, a part of the ECU basketball broadcast does an amazing job. So it's so much fun watching you guys. It's it, I appreciate you saying that, but it's Cy. It's all Cy. We it, <laughs> it, it, look. I've said this before, and I, and I and I've, I've said it to you, and I even said it to my wife because I mean, you know. You, we know this, Sonny, doing this, you get a lot of arrows uh, from people that probably couldn't even write their name. And it's just funny that there's people that gripe about Cy. If you don't like Cy Seymour, that's a you problem because there's not a better human he's, being on earth. He's one of the nicest people, and he's genuine and such a great guy. And, and he knows basketball. He Cy, he's, he's, you smile. He, yeah. He, oh, yeah, yeah, you do smile. He's funny, too. God, Cy's funny. He's, he's we so, love Cy. He, uh, I, I, I think the three-man booth, here's what I'm going to pitch. Three-man yeah. booth, baseball game, one baseball broadcast this year for Plus, uh, Johnson, Sunhalder, Seymour in the booth. That's what I'm going to That would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. Let's do it. Let's well, do it. Some people we'll have to more, sign we'll off on it. Trust me, I'm not making those decisions. <laughs> but if, but the, some people have to sign off. But that would be great. Hey, uh, have fun that in Myrtle be- Beach, Sonny, and uh, it's good to talk to you, and we'll uh, – We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks for taking a few minutes today. Much faster. All right, there he goes. Jay Sonny Sunholder. That would be fun. Sign the booth for baseball. That'd be great. Uh, remember Allie Jennings, Ben? Is okay. Was that the old Dominion tight end? It was the old Dominion wide receiver. Yeah. Okay. Allie yeah. Jennings. The one that had the unbelievable game against us. Yeah. Was it four touchdowns? Yeah. He's in the portal and he's committed to Virginia Tech. Oh, dang. I was about to say, ECU, make a play for him. Yeah, that would have been a good one to have gotten. So there you go. Uh, Allie Jennings to Virginia Tech. Um, Ben, should they remove the interim tag for Steve Wilkes? Absolutely. I I say that because he understands uh, Panthers culture and what uh, makes a successful Panthers team historically. I mean, when you look at the Panthers in their best years, it's always been teams built on defense and predicated on the run when it comes to offense, and that's how this team is kind of built right now when we're winning. So he understands that. He coached under Ron Rivera. Uh, he under, seems to understand the culture. He's got the locker room. I'm just worried about David Tepper because he's the exact opposite. He doesn't understand Panthers football, and he's already said he wants an offensive-minded coach, which isn't Panthers football whatsoever. It's never been that way. Um, I could see Tepper screwing this up big time, and I'm worried about that. Where's Cookie? Is he? I am he's right around. Here. Yeah, Cookie. Who is the person that said they won't come back to Green Bay unless if Aaron Rodgers does, or they want to trade if Rodgers is back? Jordan Love. Jordan oh, Love. what? He Jordan said Love. that. Jordan Love. Yeah. He said he's going to demand a trade if Aaron Rodgers comes yeah. back next year. Look at that, Mister Fan. There, Ben. Do you see that? He's probably checked out. He's on the same level with my Panthers right now, which he <laughs> probably didn't expect. Uh yeah. I'm I'm a I'm a phony with Packers fans, I guess. <laughs> oh, you're. 
when they're you're a, uh, like a, a front runner. When, when they're this bad, it's kind of hard to keep up with them. I mean, it's 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 depressing. They're, I mean, they're just bad. Hey, look at me at the beginning of the year with the Panthers. So I mean, well, hey, I'm it looks like they're turning it around though. So playing better. All right, uh, coming up inside ECU athletics with uh, Coach Mike Houston from Logan's Roadhouse tonight. We'll have it for you at six. Panther talk at seven on one zero three seven WTIB and. Uh, we thank Sunny Sun Alder for being on with us. Great job by Ben and Cookie. We'll see them tomorrow, and we'll see you tomorrow. A plus in the morning on 1037 WTIB.